Welcome to Sports, Screens, and Something Else. Join two friends as they give their unfiltered opinions on the world of sports, the entertainment industry, and a little bit of something else. And now, your hosts, Will Dickerson and Trevor Pace. Hey, Will. Hey. How's it going? I'm so good. I'm older. Uh, hopefully, I sound better through our brand new Santa-given microphones. Yeah, indeed. We're, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Hopefully, we're trying to step up our game here at the uh, Sports Screens and Something Else podcast. So, uh, we got some new microphones. We got a new audio interface. Mm-hmm. and. We're excited uh, to We're try We're going to have out. some uh, live editing going on. <laughs> so <laughs> there'll probably be, yeah, we'll, we'll, there'll definitely be a learning curve. Yeah. So everybody, please let us know if we sound better, if the show is worse. We Is yeah. it irredeemable at this point? Just let us know. Yeah. We're not audio engineers. So uh, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if. If we need to improve, let us know. The next step is buying a condo and completely soundproofing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we got to do next. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Will, yeah. Happy National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day! Woohoo! Yeah. Do you know that there are over nine hundred thousand law enforcement officers in the United States, and they are honored. Uh, on this day. Observance of the day, spend it thanking police officers, wearing blue, and turning on blue lights at their homes. Okay. Uh, Having a police force is a relatively new concept uh, in the scope of history. During colonial times, forces were part-time and privately funded. Volunteer night watches were also common. Mm -hmm. Boston started one in 1636, followed by New York City in 1658 and Philadelphia in 1700. These were not very efficient, and those uh, who were put on duty were often put there for punishment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The first full-time publicly funded police force in the country was formed in Boston in 1838, Uh, Boston was a large shipping area, and the need for policing grew out of a need to protect shipping. Merchants had long hired officers to watch over their goods, and then found a way to pass off the costs to the public by convincing them it was for the common good. Yeah, it's weird to think about a time where law enforcement just wasn't respected Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you hear about... Cities having local militias and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, why would you even need that? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between that and the cops, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, they didn't have police officers. And like the U.S. Marshals and stuff, especially out west, mm-hmm. nobody cared, right? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Marshals were there to get the most dangerous people out of there. And that's it. They weren't there to enforce property laws or anything else. That's a... It is interesting that that is a new concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! 2023, let's go! We're, we're starting off with a bang. Um, it's been a minute since we've done this. It's true. Yeah, we, we, got... had, we had a nice little break. We've gotten fat and happy. 
Uh, Very comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm excited to get back into it. What was your best gift? There you uh, go. This. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is great. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So, um, uh, stuff. We, uh, I also got a space heater because it gets cold down here. Oh, that so, is true. Uh, uh, that was nice. Um, I wanted to talk about stuff we might have gotten wrong. Okay. We talked about Avatar. Yeah. Uh, I think we... Did you go back and listen to what we said about Avatar? So we didn't think it was going to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, James Cameron said it was going to need to make a billion dollars to break even. At le- it was yeah, a little over a billion dollars or something. It is probably going to hit it. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's already hit it. I think it hit a billion in its first two weeks. Uh-huh. So I think financially it can be considered a success. It, I don't think it will outdo the first one. No. it's The first one's going to hold on to its title of the most grossing movie of all time. Mm. But the other part where we said, I don't know what the story's going to be. I don't know if it'll be any good. That part we were kind of right on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it in my screens topic. Okay. But uh, financially... This is a massive success, I think. Well, I think a li- easy a little bit. Because yeah. have you noticed, so the numbers are high internationally. Right. So internationally, people in China, they love this movie. You know, India, they love this movie. Yeah. Uh, domestically, it's actually not doing amazing. Mm-hmm. It... Uh, Opening weekend, it didn't uh, gross as much as Black Panther. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, domestically, it. it uh, I don't it hasn't think most people were like lining up to see it. No. But I think most people I know eventually went to see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think. It, I think there was a fair amount of people that were turned off after the first one yeah you know they went and saw it because of the spectacle Mm -hmm. and and everything but after you know after that kind of wore off they were like yeah that wasn't a great movie and i love that movie i went and saw it i'll give you my thoughts when we get to our screens topic but uh I, i can totally see that for sure do you think it will just continue to slide or do you think it will get better do you know i think it already peaked yeah yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, did we get wrong? Ish. Half, half right. <laughs> half a point. Half a point. Uh, Fanny mail. We got some Fanny mail from our last episode. Yeah. Um, who was the first one to respond? Uh, was it Adam? No, it was Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, I owe you a pastry. Yep. Once again, you'll have to get it from Trevor, but then I'll pay for it. I'll pay Trevor. <laughs> yes. I'll then you are the winner. The dollar fifty for your donut or whatever Woo-hoo! it is that you pick. Uh, Jeremy wrote. He said, uh, "Trevor wins." Sorry, Will. In regard to our uh, Christmas movie draft, mm-hmm. which is seems to be a theme for our emails, but I kind of had a home field advantage. It was people that knew me. And yeah. Like, so we got a few emails, uh-huh. all of them saying that you won. Yes. Uh, just also just looking at the last names of these people, I, yeah. I noticed a pattern. Okay, right. Okay. 
My wife, when I told her, yeah, everybody emailed in and they like Trevor's better, she texted all of her family to yeah. listen to it and tell. Oh, yeah. All of them but one said that I won. So I think what this shows us... Why didn't they email the show then? Because <laughs> they texted oh, me instead. I okay. don't know. Okay. Uh, nepotism is alive and well. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, Biases are real? I don't know. Well, okay. To be fair, though, those that said that I won also uh, chided me for True. bad sport, bad opinions. So, uh, uh, Adam, yeah, Adam, uh, he wrote, he said, uh, Trevor won for the best movie lineup, but loses with his opinions regarding the importance of a sportsmanship. I was completely with Will on this one. And I feel like sportsman's, sportsmanship uh, needs to be a higher priority for professional athletes as well as collegiate athletes. I'm looking at you, Caleb Williams. Yeah, and you know what? I was proud of us because mm-hmm. I don't know if you wa- saw the Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless fight they had this week. Mm-mm. But they've gotten to the point where they disagree so much that they're actively starting to hate each other, I think. Mm. And you and I were able to disagree and still have a great time. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying is you and I should replace Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Well, Skip definitely needs to be replaced. (laughs) I hate that guy. Anyway, uh, Steve wrote in and said that you won the draft. Purely because of a Christmas story. Yes. So, uh, a Merry Christmas to everyone except for those that haven't seen this movie, which is me, uh-huh. and or who continue to slander this movie. Which was me. <laughs> and Ad- I didn't include that in Adam's part, but he mm-hmm. also... Excuse me. He, he also uh, criticized me uh, for... Uh, my opinion on Christmas Story. Yeah. Now, he did give me a shout-out on the reverse osmosis filters. Yes. He loves them. We have it all figured out in our house now. It's fantastic. It is great. Okay. Uh, it. I can say it was worth the hassle, but no one else has to suffer like I did. Are, is all. it no longer uh, hooked to your fridge? No. It okay. is now in a faucet on my sink. Gotcha. And it's great. Okay. Love it. Will, are you ready? Yeah, dude. Let's go into sports. Sports. All right, Trevor. So, did you watch the Monday Night Football game? Uh, I did not. Okay. I I, I started to see a little bit of it, but I didn't uh, watch it live uh, when things went down. Yeah. So, there was only a little bit of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It was interesting... Uh, a buddy of mine took me out to dinner for my birthday. Okay. And we were going to, we went to a Wings place and we were going to watch the Bengals game, the Bengals Bills game. And uh, the Bengals score, uh, the Bills kick a field goal, and then the Bengals are driving again. And I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Then there was a routine tackle. The safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, for the Bills, he tackles T. Higgins, a wide receiver for the Bengals, in a normal tackling way, right? He's coming across the middle. DeMar grabs him. They go to the ground. There was no helmet-to-helmet contact. He wraps around him, and they go to the ground. Mm-hmm. 
If anybody hasn't seen the video, you might be interested in seeing it. You might not. But Tamar Hamlin, he's everybody stands back up just like normal. They start walking away to their huddles. And then Damar Hamlin just freezes. Mm-hmm. Falls completely backwards. Yep. Out cold. Yep. So he suffered cardiac arrest. Yeah. Right there on the field. I think most people probably assumed a head injury. Or yeah, something that's like what that, I right? thought. That's usually where you go to with football. Because uh, we've seen quite a few pretty bad concussions this year oh, in yeah. football. Mm-hmm. And that's where I went, is that this dude got dizzy and fell over. And he was like 24. Yeah. He's super young, and he had a heart attack. Suffer, yeah, suffers cardiac arrest. They have to do CPR there on the field for seven minutes. Yeah, they were using a defibrillator. Yeah, and the problem with that is then you start worrying about brain function because the oxygen has been deprived in your brain because mm-hmm. I guess CPR is only 30% efficient mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. I wanted to talk about it. I don't even know where I want to go with it, but I wanted to kind of explore all the different angles with you well, and just see how you how you feel about it. Well, and the ramifications of it. Right. So the the game was obviously stopped and then when this continued for a while and it was seen that this is a very serious mm-hmm. uh it was postponed and then uh then it just was canceled, basically. Yeah. Um, and the teams kind of didn't, for a while, didn't know, hey, are we going to play the game again? Are they going to reschedule it for the next day or later in the week? And the NFL came out and they they, they said today, I think it was, that uh, they have no intention of rescheduling the game. Yeah. So there's, from the win-loss perspective, it's really, really weird. Because the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs are all in the hunt for the number one overall seed in the AFC. And with that number one seed comes a bye week. And so it's important for the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. And so that Bengals-Bills game was really important. Yep. There was a lot riding on it. It was was highly anticipated. Uh, Both teams are doing really well. Yeah. So... And now, if they don't play, I've heard all sorts of rumors and speculation about what they're going to do. I've heard people talk about... uh, Somebody said they heard a league office teasing the idea that the number one overall seed will be asked... uh, Will be determined by win percentage, not wins and losses. Sure. Uh... Or I've heard people say if the Chiefs do get it, but the Bengals and the Bills um, both win, mm-hmm. then they will actually ask the Chiefs to give their first round bye to someone else. I don't know how that would even work. That's really odd. That sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's all these weird scheduling concerns going on. If they do replay it, when would they? I think at this point you can't. Mm-hmm. No. But then there's the so there's all these scheduling concerns, right? And then playoff considerations. Sure. Then there are people saying, "Well, this is this is just because football is an inherently violent sport." Yeah. To which I say, "This is a heart attack." Yeah. This was not. Yeah. Due to a, the hit. Right. A, initially, if this was a head injury, right, this would be very problematic for the NFL, mm-hmm. right? 
um, they don't know. They don't know why he had a heart attack. Right. Nobody knows. They don't know what could have caused it. There's been some theories by doctors that said it was just this. It, it could have been just the the hit happened at the ex, uh, like within yeah. a millisecond of the That's right happened in right baseball. or wrong time, right? And that it just happened at this exact time and it caused uh, a heart attack where um, if if the hit had happened just you know a few seconds later wouldn't have been such a big deal, but it was like right on the beat or whatever. And yeah, potentially cause that. I've seen people say it could have been some kind of undiagnosed heart issue that he's just never been caught right, with, right? right? Right. You people have no idea. People have speculation about maybe uh, this medicines that he takes as part of the NFL regiment or mm-hmm. something else, and then blah blah blah. Sure, All this, there's been lots of stuff coming out. Lots of stuff. People have been theorizing all over. But I don't think you can blame football for this guy having a cardiac arrest, right? No, this no. seems like a freak thing. No, and it does seem like there there have been a lot of stories recently of other athletes falling down, just freak stuff happening. Yeah, and, and athletes are putting themselves through a lot of rigor, mm-hmm. a lot of stress. And it's not that it happens very often. Clearly, this is not, this is, this has been like the first time I've ever seen this happen. It's the first time since 1970 that a professional athlete has had to have CPR. And in 1970, I think it was a basketball game. It wasn't even a football game. Right. So obviously, this isn't, uh, Something that is happening yeah. wide, widespread, but um, it does seem like there have been uh, athletes passing out, falling over. It has been reasons. weird. Yeah, I I have no idea. I don't know. Right? That. Yep. But I don't think it's fair to put the blame on somehow football. No. Football inherently has a lot of injury risk to it. Yes. And in fact, the thing that freaked these players out so much is that this is not a thing you see on the football field, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I mean, bad concussions and stuff. I mean, do you remember the Tua concussion that we talked about? Yeah. That kind of stuff happens. It's scary. It's Mm life-threatening. And yet players are used to it. Right. And so that happens. The guy gets carted away, and then you keep going. Mm Mm-hmm. But something like this happens, and you literally have to do CPR to save this guy's life. You might have seen that kid died in front of you for all they knew. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, and that's the part that freaked him out. Right. And once you get defibrillators out, apparently that's really what freaked him out. It's yeah. like, okay, this is this is really serious. And... Uh, um, Anyway, well, apparently he's doing better. Yeah, so they say that he is, I can't remember the terminology, but he... He's stable. He's stable, and he has regained brain function. So he's able to write, to communicate to the doctors and stuff. And he's able to remember that he's a football player and all this stuff. And so 
he hasn't been able to speak yet, mm. um, but he can communicate through writing messages back and forth. Well, that's good. Um, so that was great. Um, it's the first time in my life, and maybe this is something terrible about me, Trevor. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when a tragedy is happening, people say, oh, pray for so-and-so or thoughts out to so-and-so. I almost never actually Ball. pray for that person. <laughs> I just don't. It, sure. I There's a lot of things going on in my life. I guess I'm a selfish person. And I always think, oh, that's a terrible thing that happened. But when it comes to actually praying for somebody, it just doesn't come into my mind. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my life where I actually said a silent prayer for that guy. Yeah. Uh, it was freaky. I saw a sportscaster uh, pray during uh, a sports... Uh, cast. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was on ESPN or, or Fox. Okay. And uh, he took a minute, he was giving an update, and he's he stopped, and he's like, I just want to say a prayer now on, on national television, and he, he said a prayer for him. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the downside with the new mics, is it's going <laughs> to pick up all that. That's okay. Um, yeah, I think it touched a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's Probably scared a lot of people, too. Well, speaking of this incident, touching a lot of people in a good way. So he had a... Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but it was... Uh, he joined up with a local charity in his hometown. For, yeah, a toy drive, right? Yeah, a toy drive for underprivileged kids. And his goal was to make uh, raise $2,500 for this toy drive. And he, he's he's a six-round pick. He's not a big name. People aren't going to follow him on social media and all this stuff. So 2500 bucks seemed like a realistic goal for him. Well, this happens. People find out about this charity. Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden received over 40,000 donations, totaling over a million dollars. Oh, I think it was up to two and a half million. Oh, that's just I the heard. update I heard a couple of days ago. Okay. So it's probably way over yeah. now. Yeah, it was up into the twos. So now that charity, they've got way too much money for what they were planning on doing. So they're working with the governor to make it like statewide and all this stuff. Oh, very cool. So there's a lot of great stuff coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty around the schedule and the ramifications for the season and the postseason. Some of the Bills players have said that they don't even know if they're going to play this week. Like, it freaked them out that bad. Well, with him doing better now, I, I wonder I think that if they'll that's... do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if... had passed away... <clears throat> that would be... Yeah, that would have brought a whole nother level of complexity. Right. And seriousness to it. But anyway, I, I have no real point, but I felt like talking about it. No, yeah. Because it is... It's a huge event. Literally once in a... 50 years, right, that this ever happens on a professional sport. Yeah. And it's kind of freaky. Yeah. There's some good that came out of it. It scared a lot of people. But uh, I watched it live. It kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can blame football specifically for this. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well... It's good that he's doing better. Yeah, and hopefully for sure. he makes a full recovery. And uh, I almost think that he's probably done with his football career. If he can't talk, well, not even that. Like, let's yeah. say he makes a full recovery. Oh yeah. How do you come back to football? I don't think you can. Well, I think next Just, you find out why. Why? 
right? So yeah. if if he is recovering, so they saved his life, obviously. Yeah. Kudos to the first responders that were there. Mm-hmm. What a crazy, scary situation. The entire nation is watching you mm-hmm. do first aid on this guy. I doubt, I, I doubt you even think about it. Well, I, right. You're just so focused on saving a life. They obviously saved his life. Now they focus on recovery. And then the next step is he's got to figure out why this happened. Mm-hmm. If it's some kind of heart condition that he just didn't know he has, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you're done. Yeah. Because you can't put your life at risk like that no, again. No. He, he did technically die. Did he? Yes. And then they revived him. Hmm. You can't do that again. Yeah. Um, so whatever it is, he should probably figure out why it happened. And then I bet you're right. I bet he never plays again. But he can say he had a positive impact, right? Uh, an impact that not a normal person can have. And for that, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Here's well, to hoping for a full recovery. Yes, indeed. Well, with that, let's move on to your topic. All right. So I got, I got some flack for the whole sportsmanship <laughs> thing. Let's fight some more. Well, <laughs> just to clarify again... I wasn't I wasn't advocating for bad sportsmanship or uh, thuggery right. or I, really I think what I was going after was these unwritten rules that are uh, shrouded in sportsmanship. Yeah, or, like sports know. etiquette. Yes. Yeah. That I feel not all of them are great. So or necessary or necessary. Yeah. Uh, so I want to go talk about some other unwritten rules of sports. We'll go through what I think are perhaps the good, bad, and the downright ugly. Um, I went three and three. There's one here on the bad that I probably should have put on the ugly, but um, let's go through a few of them. And then we, you can talk about whether you agree with these. Yeah. Or maybe if there are some other unwritten rules of sports that uh, you agree or... I already see one I don't agree with. So so. the first one, don't walk across the green. This is Mm. uh, in golf. If a ball rolls across a footprint on the green, it is likely to change direction or slow down. So that I agree with. Don't walk across the green. Walk around... That seems like just good uh, sports etiquette. Yeah. Uh, walking across, you know, uh, yeah, you, you big old footprint. In, in <laughs> it wouldn't change much in my golf game, but yeah, for people who are actually good, it matters. Yeah. Now, do you agree adja- with this one? Yes. Okay. Now, adjacent to this, okay. how do you feel about uh, letting people play through? So there's some people that are just very Ooh. slow at golf. Okay. So at what point do you have, should you have the self-awareness to let someone play through? Oh, I, I think you should definitely let people play through. If you're holding them up to if a you, large... If the people behind me arrive at the tee the same time I do, mm-hmm. I'm going to let them play through, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, clearly they're playing faster. Maybe they have less people in their group. For sure. But a lot of people don't. I was at a golf tournament for work. We were three golf carts behind waiting for this group. A lot of people just gave up and went back to the golf, to the clubhouse to eat. And they weren't letting people play through? No. They were just like, hang on, we're almost done. 
I'm like, you, we're three deep back here. <laughs> Let us go. Yeah. You're killing us. Yeah. Some people lunch like, is waiting, bro. <laughs> oh my god, awareness. Um, all right, so another one. Uh, so this is the good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, stand up and clap when an injured player gets off the field. Yes, all right, yes. So this uh, injured player is getting carted off. You need to, uh, you know, realize that. There are more important things than sports, and uh, they're human beings. A, yeah, give a thumbs up and a clap, or a, you know, it, it is good. Uh, and then the last one: don't watch your home run. Okay. I, okay now, ex- I'm going to explain myself <laughs> okay. here. Now, on one hand, it's not because of the gloating mm. or the the showmanship of it. Yeah. So, to explain, what will happen is uh, a player, he hits a home run, and he knows he hit a home run. Usually, they know it as soon as they connect. Just the sound. The sound. Yeah. And they'll stand there, and they'll watch it as it goes over. And, obviously, in baseball, let's let's say the ball doesn't go over the, the fence, right? And it stays in bounds. The whole point of in baseball is you wanting to get to base as quickly as possible. Right. And that's where I have a problem with this is I want my players giving their all all the time. So you want them to hit and run hit until and run. they know it's gone. Uh, it, yeah. It, once it's gone, then whatever. But uh, I want you on base so because that's your job. Yeah. Does that make sense? I totally understand that. However, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. All right. I think this can go in the bad category for me. It's a bad rule? Yes. Okay. So if you know you just crank this sucker, right? If you're Barry Bonds on roids and you just hit this and you know it's going 500 feet, right? I don't care. I think it's fun. If you flip the bat, yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think about flipping the <laughs> strutting the first bat base, and you're like, you're like watching. Hold on, it hold, on hold on, hold on. Weren't you don't <laughs> run the score up guy yes. just a few weeks earlier? But that is literally the same thing you're doing. This is that is running the score up. But this, this is showboating. This is. Uh, this is entertainment value. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you hit it, you you crush that sucker. Then you're walking to first base and you flip the bat back to your dugout. Uh, so, so again <laughs> to clarify, yeah, I don't salute everybody. I don't care about the showboating. Yeah, I care because I want my players giving their all, and that does make sense. So, it, it if there was, it makes sense to tell you to coach your players. To hit and run until you know it's gone. And until then you hear, And once you hear those fireworks, then do a cartwheel and a backflip. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, care about that. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about that either. I just want my players giving their all all the time. That makes sense. In case it doesn't go over. Because sometimes it doesn't. And what would be worse? You trying to run those bases and then it turns out to be a home run? Or you flip the bat... You're doing a dance down to first base, and then someone stole that home run from you, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now you just look like a moron. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, absolutely. So yeah, I totally get that. All right, so bad. These these are these unwritten rules. They're bad. Uh, don't bunt to try and break a no hitter. It's so dumb. Uh, okay, listen. M- my objective is to win, uh-huh. not pad your stats. Okay, if you want a no no, you better get me out. Okay, <laughs> I, but I, if you bunt with the sole purpose. Of getting a hit. Why? If there's two outs, nobody on base, and you bunt to get on base, what a lame thing to do. I Sorry, I disagree. <laughs> if, if, if that is to help... Okay, there's a case I, to be made doing it just for the trying to end the no-hitter, but if it helps you to get on base, it helps you to win... If they're giving you the bunt, then I guess take the bunt. But if you, if the coach is grab, if the manager's grabbing people and be like, bunt so this guy doesn't get his no hitter, that's lame. Okay, kind of lame. But, but if they're, if everybody's back at third and first base, and they're giving you the bunt, then yeah, go ahead and take it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. If the shift is on and you know you can get on base, well, but you have to bunt and there's a no hitter going. Bunt anyway. Right. Okay. Because your on-base percentage is going to get you paid. I think I'm more along those lines, but I feel like there are people... I feel like there are people that would get mad at players for bunting in that situation. A baseball purist would definitely get after you. That's for sure. Now, if the shift wasn't on, if, if they're in a standard defensive format, right, and the coach is telling people... You bunt so this guy doesn't get a no-hitter on us? That's lame. It's, that is Bush League. It's, I don't say it's Bush League. Oh, my god! It might be a little lame, but uh, I also think, hey, if you want that no-no, you better you better earn it. That's true. Uh, don't run up the score. All right, you, everyone knows how I feel about this. I hate this rule. It matters none if the other team scores a meaningless goal in the waning seconds of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Utes, uh, they scored. Uh, they scored a touchdown. The very end. The very very end. And you know what? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The uh, game was over. Game was over. If um, I think when Penn State got the ball, but not not after that touchdown, but just like right before, I think they were trying to to score still. Uh, yeah, it didn't bother me then either. Right. Like, Score now, whatever. If if Utah wants to score a touchdown at the end and make it seem like you didn't get as blown out as you did, right? Fine. What's interesting is that I I agree with you in college because style points matter in college. What your ranking is, you blowing out Jackson State makes you look better than let's say you. It's twenty one to nothing. In the fourth quarter, and there's five minutes left. Let's say you just run the ball to uh, end the game. Sure. Next week, a team beats up or uh, Jackson State sixty to nothing, and they score with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna look better. Yeah, you you mentioned this on on the last time we talked about it with sportsmanship, but. I'll just say this. So Donovan Mitchell the other day he made seventy one points. Seventy one points. So now that was in overtime. Mm-hmm. So he had the extra time. But let's say uh, he's 
you know, he's playing uh, the Charlotte Bobcats. Bobcats. Are they're they the, the Hornets? They're the Hornets. They're the Hornets again. Yeah, yeah. They're the Hornets. They were the Bobcats. They were the Bobcats. Then you said Bobcats. I was like, wait a second. Um, <laughs> I'm living when, in the past. When you when they play the Charlotte Hornets, and it's uh, uh, they're up thirty points, but if he needs a couple of baskets to get seventy one points, is anyone getting mad at him for scoring? No, not points? on a game like that. I mean, that's. Once in a lifetime kind of game. See, okay, that's, that is why these rules are stupid. I mean, that's the third highest scoring game ever. It's it's sportsmanship only until you pad your stats and then it's <laughs> awesome. Like you've got Will Chamberlain's a hundred point game, yeah. which a lot of people dispute actually didn't yeah. happen. Right, right. Then you've got uh, Kobe's eighty one point game or eighty two point game, and then this. I think I think he's has the top. He's in the top three highest scoring games ever. Right. And that's that's cool. Go for it, man. Sure. But do you remember, was it Devin Booker? He was going for like four straight games, scoring 50 in a row. Do you remember this? Mm, I don't. It was last year, and the Jazz played him. And the Jazz were not going to let him do it. And so they would just, they would put like three people on him every time down the floor. Awesome. Because they... <laughs> They were going to lose the game. The Jazz sure. were down like 20, but they wanted to make sure he did not get 50 on them and keep that streak going. So they let anybody else dunk. Like, they had no one in the paint. <laughs> they just had all these guys just surround Devin Booker and make sure he did not get 50 on were them. Were they breaking an unwritten rule, you feel like, in that? A lot of people said that they did. That it wasn't within the flow of the game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, let's move on. We gotta, we gotta get going. You gotta, you gotta. Uh, all right. We did. Don't run up the score. Next one. Uh, you hit a player with a ball. One of your players gets hit. Mm. I hate this rule. I hate this rule. It, it's is dumb. It's dangerous. Why? Yeah. Okay. A lot of times, if you get hit, no. Sometimes I know it's on intentionally, right? And then the next... I feel like that's different, yeah. The, the, the front one, the, the first one we'll say is accident, okay? Even if it's an accident, next time the that team gets up to bat, you know, the first the, the first guy up to bat, you know... It's going grin, over his head. Grin and bear it because yeah, it's going to yeah. hit you in the arm or something like that. It's coming Usually inside not, pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, they're not going to hit you in the head, typically. Not they'll anymore. Throw, they'll it used to be. your rib cage or your your arm or something and i think it's really stupid well it's really dangerous for it's sure. very dangerous but why is that a rule it's like everyone knows it's going to happen i think it's just the alpha male it's so play dumb. stupid games win stupid prizes kind of deal <laughs> it's so dumb. eye for an eye do you agree with this being a bad rule yeah it's a you don't do that i don't yeah. most of the time people getting hit with a ball the pitcher feels terrible because right. not only was it an accident, but he looks like a really bad pitcher now. And they they know better than anyone that those pitches could seriously hurt somebody. It's a hundred and one mile an hour ball. whatever yeah. hard ball. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. break a rib. Rock. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so I don't th most of the time it's not intentional. Now, if you start a fight, like I've seen Players come out of dugouts ready to go. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with you defending your guy. 
Like, I don't have... Once fist starts flying, as long as you didn't throw the first punch, I'm okay. All right. Let him go. All right. <laughs> All right, real quick, we'll go through the ugly. Okay. Don't talk to a pitcher during a no-hitter. I didn't know this was a rule. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it yeah, makes the, sense. The, the, the pitcher sits there in the dugout, no one talking to him. It's so dumb. Just keeping him focused. Just, oh, but that's what is usually happening. Laser focus. But so, <laughs> so he's not throwing a no hitter, and then you don't have to worry about keeping his focus. Correct. Like then it's just free game. I don't know. Shouldn't he be focused? He, isn't he playing a professional sports game? Oh my god! I think I just, if I was pitching a no hitter, I'd be having fun. Well, and also, don't you think the whole like. Like the reverse psychology of it, almost reverse impact of it. Like when everyone starts acting different, it almost puts more pressure on you. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying. If I'm pitching a no hitter, I want to be having fun to stay loose. Yeah. If no one's talking to me, it makes you tight. I can I personally. That's why I, I would psych a, myself out. It's a dumb one. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. All right. Tossing back an opposing player's home run ball. This is dumb. This is the dumbest. First if, of all, they could trip on it. But second of all, keep it. Yeah. It's a home run ball. It's a home run ball. And potentially worth money. Yeah. He'll pay you to get it back. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I've seen this happen a few times where a player will get pumped out of his mind and throw the ball into the stands or something. like After yeah. they score a touchdown or something. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, I want that ball back. And then the fan's like, what are you going to give me? <laughs> well, well, Get yours, man. So you see this with, like, baseball especially, right? So uh, you'll be at your home stadium. The opposing team, they hit a home run. You catch it. And then all of the crowd around you chants, throw, throw it, it back. back. No. I'm not going to throw it back. I'm keeping this ball. I would put it. <laughs> Never mind. I would keep that ball, Trevor. Wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everyone tells you to throw it's it back. A, You're like, no. Never in my entire life will I catch a home run ball again. Yeah. I'm going to keep never, this. I, exactly. Yeah. That's the stupidest unwritten rule. Uh, and then uh, last, uh, sitting on the bench when you're not playing. Why do I care if LeBron sits on I've the bench I've had a pet peeve with this for a long when time. When he's injured. And why do you need him to dress up to the nines? I, all stupid. Just if you're injured, stay home. But or but what? Why does it matter? It doesn't. Why why stay home? Like if you want to be on there, if you want to be there, jiving with the guys, right? You want to maybe help, kind of uh, uh, point out things you're seeing, you know. If LeBron wants to be there as a leader of the team, I totally get that, right? But if you're the twelfth person on the bench, right? And you never play anyway. Don't even come. No one's going to listen to you anyway. Well, that guy sits behind the bench. <laughs> That's fair. But just, you know what I mean? Like, be doing your PT. Do your stuff to get back. I don't care if you're there. Oh, well, that doesn't yeah. help me at all. No, no, it doesn't bother me. But but some people think it's bad uh, sportsmanship if you're injured and but you're sitting on the bench with the other players. Those are the same people who say that if you're not at a meeting ten minutes early, you're late. Yeah, those are the same people. <laughs> All right, well, if you're one of those people, please yell at me in the in the emails, please. Yeah, uh, I hate it. <laughs> Un- unwritten rules. So, if you're ready, Trevor, let's talk about screens. Let's do it. Screens. All right, Trevor. Since we're coming back after a long break, 
I wanted to just quickly do a review of things I watched during the break. Mm. So this isn't going to be an official review. This isn't going to be a spoilers review. I'm going to talk briefly about what it was and how I felt about it. Okay. Okay. So I want to go over three shows specifically. First, I saw Avatar 2, which I like to call Avatar 1 again, if that tells you how I feel about it. Anybody that has seen the movie knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, it was fun. I say that because the first movie was also fun. I, I, I had the same exact feelings and reactions as the first movie, hmm. except it wasn't as novel of an experience. Because when the first Avatar movie came out... No CGI had ever looked that good before. Mm -hmm. This movie improves on that, but not to a level that I'm like, this is next level. Like, I am blown away right now. There was never that feeling. Although yeah. the water was really good. Yeah, well, when you spend a billion dollars, isn't that just like a base <laughs> level ex expectation? Right. In terms of the movie, though, you had fun? You thought it was I a good, fun. enjoyable was, experience? If you want to sit back, eat popcorn, and turn your mind off for a while, it is the movie for you. It was perfectly fine that way. Really? Yeah. But if you're looking for like a life-changing experience or an interesting take on the on values or an idea it has none of that it is just an entertaining popcorn flick uh it was i will say if you're interested in seeing it you gotta go to the movie theater because i doubt your screen at home will do it justice i will say there was a point in the movie that's supposed to be very serious and my wife and i were laughing out loud uh, <laughs> not typically a good sign. Not not usually. And at the end, we both looked at each other and said, that was fine. Yeah. I, I, it was worth the $6 we paid to go see it. Did you feel like the plot was a good plot, or was it just kind of a movie? Did you feel like the plot to Avatar 1 <laughs> was a good plot? <laughs> I, because I, the I deviations you, are very small. I've told you I have no interest in watching this movie. Right. I just Well, you didn't like compelled. the first one. Right? I didn't like it, but I don't it was fine. Like the movie's over, it's fine. But I just don't feel compelled to ever to to watch this movie. It's you're not how do I say this? You're not missing out on much in the terms of story, if that makes sense. Visually, it's awesome. I still thought that Top Gun Maverick was a much better looking movie. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, the interesting camera angles. Like, we just watched it again. My wife had not seen it yet. So I watched it. This would be my third time watching it. The camera angles, when you're in the cockpit and seeing the jet streams going over the wings and all that stuff, it's just amazing to watch. This is impressive, but it's impressive in the sense that it's a giant tech demo. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's less like a movie told for narrative purposes, and it's a movie made for visual eye candy. Would you ever watch it again? Uh, 
No. I'd have it on. Like, it's perfectly fine. But it's not... It's three and a half hours, Trevor. That's a time commitment, man. <laughs> it's a man. really long movie. It's a time commitment. You could have cut out an hour of whales and probably had the same effect, I think. Do you think that just goes to show James Cameron, uh, his narcissism? I he, suppose. But... That he feels so... I don't know. It in has... Love with himself that he has to... That he won't cut out in like an hour. Because that is... The, uh, well, apparently he cut out like out. 20 minutes back. of the movie still. And I'm like, how is it possible to still have 20 minutes? I just, I don't understand. But this movie has the same problem that the last, last Jedi? No more Jedi? What's episode 8 called? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Star Jedi. Wars. Last Jedi. The conflict at the beginning of the movie is still present at the end of the movie. Nothing actually happens. The same problems you had at the beginning, you have at the end. Nothing was wrapped up. The characters ended up at the same place we were at the beginning, except for one. And then, so that makes me suspect the next movie, Avatar 3, is going to be the same movie again. Which is just blowing me away, kind of. (laughs) That he's going to get away with making the same movie Five times, I think. Which is kind of crazy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they end it with three. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I also watched Glass Onion. Did you watch I this? I did watch that. Okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. I-, I thought Knives Out was way better. Did you see... Critical Drinker's review of it. Today. I haven't seen it. I saw the uh, YouTube suggested it to me, but I haven't so seen it yet. It made me hate it more. <laughs> he does so, a good job deconstructing. So um, I watched it, and it halfway through, I'm like, okay, this is an enjoyable movie. Yeah. And then they did a stupid. They did the stupid triple twist at the end, which yeah, I hated. They did a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, in there that. They don't feel like those twists are earned. Mm-hmm. They're just... They seem contrived. cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like... And the ending was really weird and erratic. I felt way like. weird. I, I was watching it, and I'm like, this isn't even smart. And it, it almost felt vindictive. Like, there was some anger oh, that there, the there screenwriters was, wanted to get off their chest or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just... For, for a whodunit, a murder mystery, uh-huh. I think a part of the appeal, right, the, the, or the appeal, is it being a smart movie, right? That the right. twists or the clues throughout the movie are, you are able to potentially deduce on your own right. if laid out well. The twist in here, there's no way you could know. That right. They're just like, oh, here's this thing. The, what's and, fun about it, whodunit, is when you, to steal some terminology from the prestige, when you have the turn, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When it's revealed, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, I should have seen that. Yeah, right. 
That's the fun part. Is the mm. whole movie you're kind of trying to guess for it? Oh, oh the, maybe it was that guy. Oh, maybe it was that guy. Or if I had known, like when uh, when you go back and you watch it a second time, you're like, oh, yeah. they were leaving me clues the whole time, and oh, I didn't, I didn't see notice it. that. Yes, but in this movie, it, that would have been impossible. It's impossible because right. they there were several times where it's like. Here's this thing you saw, and then they replay it, and they're like, oh, nope, there was somebody else. You know, it was like, there's this thing you didn't see. And then halfway but through the movie, you couldn't have seen it. They tell you something unknowable. Right. Several times through. Right. And then you're like, oh, I guess. Like, to me, that's not a good whodunit. No. Knives Out was better that way. Much better. Yeah. Um, at least you knew who every character was. Um, but I thought it was fine. I'm never going to watch it again. No, I was disappointed with it. But when I watch Critical Drink, <laughs> we've talked about him a few times. He's great. He's He swears a lot. He uses language. <laughs> but what one thing I like about him is he is really great at um, deconstructing story mm-hmm. and the flaws of a story or the, you know, the strengths of a story. Right. And I watched it, and <laughs> I hated the movie way more after. I was like, you're right. This is so stupid because there's just so many leaps, so many – it's not intelligent. And, and there's, and, and there's and a lot of things that you're things just you forced want. to believe. Yes, and there are things that – that's the thing you want most out of these murder mysteries is to be a smart written movie, and it is anything but that. And then there's some things that happen that you're like, I, okay – for a living, I talk to business owners, and I know a little bit about how this works. Mm-hmm. That's not possible yeah, right. with that. What just happened? Right. Uh, anybody that knows law could look at the end of that movie and be like, "This is ridiculous." Well, all of the characters, <laughs> they're the the behaviors from some of the characters. You're like nobody. Nobody would do that. Right. It's just. It's just ridiculous. I thought it was fine. Like it's 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 a fun movie to watch one time, but once you've seen it, you're like, okay, that was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally fine for Friday Friday night. You and the spouse can't figure out anything to watch. It's worth watching. Last thing, Wednesday. So this has been this is the Adams uh, family. This is the Adams family uh, spinoff. So it's Wednesday Adams going to high school, basically, <laughs> if that makes sense. But it is also a murder mystery. So this one's eight episodes, and it was actually pretty good. Uh, Okay, you finished it? Yeah. And you liked it? The last episode does a triple twist, which I always hate, because Uh, then you don't even remember what you were trying to figure out in the first place. Gotcha. It was this person. Oh, wait, it was that person. Oh, wait, it was that person. Uh Like, imagine if Scooby-Doo pulled off three different masks at the end. Sure. Right? Yeah, I... it's great that you mentioned that. The worst Mission Impossible was Mission Impossible 2. Yes. Because it felt like that's what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? It was a mask underneath the mask, you know? <laughs> right. like, oh, no, the rare double mask. Yeah, yeah, it was. it's the bad guy. No way, it's Ethan Hunt. <laughs> what? Wait, no, it's the bad guy underneath. <laughs> and Ethan oh, Hunt, we shot Ethan Hunt. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... It feels a little like that, the last episode, mm-hmm. and there are stuff that just happens in that last episode that I'm like, what just happened? But uh, the setup and the characters are so good, 
that I'm willing to forgive the wonky landing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It is a perfectly entertaining series to watch. Okay. Uh, her and her roommate are great foils to each other that become best friends. One's bright and colorful. One is dark and dreary. They shouldn't work together, uh, but at the end they do, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good camera work in this uh, in this show. There's a lot of visually interesting things going on. Admittedly, there's a lot of teen movie stuff going on, <laughs> like okay. Mean Girls stuff. And okay. You're like, ugh. Yeah. But my wife loved it. Okay. She absolutely loved it. Well, cool. So it may appeal to certain demographics more than others. I liked it just fine. I liked it better than Glass Onion as from a murder mystery standpoint. Okay. So yeah, Avatar 2, it's just Avatar 1 again, which was fine. Uh, Glass Onion, it was okay. Uh, I'll never watch it again. Wednesday. I, I saw I saw a comment real quick. I was going to say, a uh, comment I saw about Glass Onion was, it was like an onion. The more layers you peel back, it makes you want to cry. <laughs> the more smelly it gets. Yeah. Wednesday was good. Solid. Okay. I, I want a season two. Okay. Excellent. All right, let's move on to your topic. Okay. Well, you know me. I... You I, love I, your list. I, I, no, I, well, I wasn't going to say it. I like looking forward. Okay. I like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I don't live in the past. Ever. Ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about moving forward and, and, uh, and looking to the future. I'm so glad. However, I wanted to do a review of 2022 as uh, we're, the year is over and we're now into uh, 23. Okay. And I wanted to do a best and worst review. Okay. So, best movies of 2022. I will tell you, I was researching this. This is not an easy... This is, was not easy at all. Yeah. Because most of the movies were terrible. This was a most really bad year. Most of them were not year. good, yeah. This is a really bad year for movies. Best movies, the easy one is Top Gun Maverick. Of course. That's the winner. Mm-hmm. Second one was the Batman, and I didn't even like love that movie. It was interesting. Uh, I will say the alt right influencer thing is growing rather tiresome to sure, me. Sure, sure, sure. I feel like that's the new bad guy in every movie. Right. Uh, I'm kind of over it, but um, it, it at least did some interesting things that were cool. Mm -hmm. Cinematically, mm -hmm. like that fight in the dark hallway mm -hmm. where only the muzzles are your lighting. Sure. Really cool. Uh, but yeah, I it wasn't even the best Batman movie. So here's the thing. I went through lots of lists of all the movies that came out over the year. And most of these were just, they're just okay movies. They were okay at best mm -hmm. or they're terrible. This is not a good year for movies. I will say, if I had to add a third movie on this list, mm. Puss in Boots. You know what? The new that's, movie. That's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> because I saw it and I thought, this is fun. This is good. I left. I looked at the reviews for it. It's it's like in a 90%. It's, it's reviewing very well. Yeah. So I took the kids. Mm -hmm. I liked it more than they did. And this might be just another like... Will Paddington 2 moment, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
But I really like that movie. Yeah, no, it was very good. Uh, it was solidly told and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the story's not going to knock your socks off, but his conflict with the werewolf guy, he was so cool looking, right? And intimidating and scary, right? That once you figure out he represents, then it like uh, puts into perspective uh why Puss in Boots is so scared of this guy. And mm-hmm. it kind of completes the theme of the movie and then it shows character growth. I don't know. I I It was it's a great a, bad guy too. It's a way better told story than mm-hmm. Avatar 2 and Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I mean? Much. I you know what? That's not a bad that's not a bad option. And that's so, probably better than the one I have on here. You, did you ever? Did you I see didn't this see thing? this movie. Did you? Have you seen trailers for it or know of it? Uh-uh, I don't even know what it is. Okay, so the last one is going to be weird, and it, it, it's not like amazing. Okay, I just I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. It was kind of um, uh, under uh, viewed or or went went. Uh, what's the term? Uh, underappreciated. Yeah, undersold. Yeah, yeah. So the movie is called Redeeming Love. Okay, and it's based off of a book, but the but it's based on uh, the book of Jose in the Bible. Oh. And the idea is that this guy um, is. In in the Bible, Jose, or Hosea, um, he's commanded to take a uh, a harlot to for a wife, and he the wife is not faithful to him, and he loves her. Yeah, regardless. Anyway. Yes, and very keeps, famous allegory. Yes, and mm-hmm. keeps taking her back. Well, so they made a movie about this, and the girl is uh, is a prostitute, mm-hmm. and this man, he, you know, he's praying to God. He's a man of God, and he falls in love with this girl, and he tries to rescue her. But it's this whole feeling of like you you see flashbacks of her life and why she ended up where she ended up. Um. You get to know her backstory, and he realizes uh, he's he's trying to tell her that he loves her and that he has a place for her, and she keeps rejecting him, and and going back, mm. and and it's really hard to watch in that way, but uh, it's a, a lot of themes of forgiveness and love and and. Ultimately, I thought it was a really good movie. Wow. Um, uh, and, again, it's not... People might go and they watch it and they're like, oh, you know, it was fine. It wasn't anything amazing. But I, I felt like just some of the themes were themes that aren't discussed or shown in movies today. Yeah. Uh, it There are some... We'll say Christian themes, but it is not, I would not call it a Christian movie. An overtly Christian movie. No, 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 no. In fact, most, like, Christian movies are very, like, Mm heavy-handed, and uh, this is not that at all. Not at all. Uh, I will say, I did see an overtly Christian short film this year that I thought was fantastic. Okay. Uh, It's the guys that made The Chosen. Oh, right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. Um, They also own Dry Bar Comedy. Oh, Same guys. 
they made a Christmas short film mm. told entirely from the shepherd's perspective. Mm. And what's interesting is that when the angels come and give their uh, Gloria, you know, speech sure, thing, sure, sure. you don't hear in it. You don't hear it. You don't see it. You only see the lights. And then you see the reactions afterwards. Um, and then what av- happens afterwards is pretty powerful. Hmm. Um, What's it called? If you have 10 minutes, I can't remember. I Just think it's short... called The Chosen Christmas. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, but it, it's made by the same guys that do The Chosen Show. So if you've ever watched any of those, mm-hmm. it's everywhere now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's made by the same guys, but it's it's done in a really interesting way from the shepherd's perspectives. That's a good one too. <clears throat> okay, uh, for worst movies, Most. I put I put they all suck. <laughs> they, there's yeah. so many terrible movies this year. I gotta say, Black Adam's got to be out there. Black Adam was a movie. To me, it was like Glass Onion. Yeah, it was like there's some eye roll moments. It was like a rock movie, like. You're gonna the rock movie. You're gonna have some funny quips, but it's mostly dumb. You know what's crazy? So for Christmas Adams this year, we watched the movie Steel with Shaq. Oh, I just got the chills. And I had more fun with that movie than Black Adam. Oh my gosh, there's some. That's a bad. That movie's so bad, but it knows it's bad. Does it? There's a part where there is a woman in an electric wheelchair spinning in circles, shooting rockets. Uh, It knows it's a bad movie. Wow. But the I had way more fun with that than Black Adam. Black Adam was just boring. Black Adam was terrible. I'm trying to think of some other terrible ones. Um, Doctor Strange was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It. It messed a lot of stuff up. Um, a lot of like streaming movies just weren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, best TV. We, we're over. We need to get going. Best TV. I put Cobra Kai. I put Reacher, and I put Andor. I Mine's the same list. Replace Wednesday with Reacher. Okay. Yeah. Did you see Reacher? I didn't see it on Amazon Prime. I did see the uh, Chris Pratt one. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, whatever list. Contract list or... Or contract. whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, whatever. I didn't like it a whole lot. Okay. Most people loved it. I didn't get it. Okay. Reacher was just there because it was decent, but... Um, there wasn't a lot of good TV this year. There was a lot of good TV. Uh, worst TV? Everything on Disney Plus that isn't Andor. She-Hulk has got She-Hulk, to be the worst. It's, it is unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched some of it, and I can see that. Like the CG is bit. Oh, and you know, we need we need to hate watch it. Thor: Love and Thunder. That movie was terrible too. I felt like it had the same level of CGI. Just Marvel's getting lazy, lazy uh, in its writing, lazy in its presentation. You, have you seen any clips of Willow? No, but I've heard it's very bad. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. As soon as I heard certain things about this show, I was like, I have better ways to spend my time. Anyway, all right. We're gonna we're gonna be done with this. <laughs> May twenty twenty. Yeah, there's maybe two recipes. movies that I would say are worth watching from last year. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is an all timer. That's a good one. And then maybe Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, it made us go back and watch the. Hopefully other. next year with Into the Spider Verse and a new Star Wars movie. And a couple other things. I'm hoping Ant-Man's actually good. I don't know. 
I just wanted to make a freaking X-Men movie. Uh, all right. Jeez. Well, let's go on to something else. Something else. Huh? All right, Trevor. I wanted to ask you, because I feel like you're better at this than I am. I have seen you with your kids, um, and I feel like you do a really good job of being present with them. When they're talking to you, when they want to play or whatever, I feel like you do a pretty good job of paying attention and being present there. Hmm. Sorry, what was that? I was, uh, <laughs> I was playing on my phone. What I'm saying is, you're a terrible liar. <laughs> um, I, I have a hard time doing this when I'm home. I do a good job of being present with the kids when we're out and about. Okay. Uh, when we're at the aquarium, when we're at the museum, whatever. Mm -hmm. I do a much better job of playing with the kids and being present with the kids and just focusing on what they want to do mm. and doing it with them. Gotcha. When I'm at home, I always find myself telling them in a minute, after dinner, I got to do the dishes, after this, after that. And then the end of the day comes... And I haven't actually done anything with my kids. Mm. I feel like I've done a lot of stuff for my kids. Uh -huh. Laundry, dishes, cooking, whatever. Uh, but I haven't done a lot of stuff with my kids. So I wanted to ask you, do you ever struggle with that same thing? Where you put off time with them to do other priorities? Do you... How do you go about just forgetting the dishes and playing a game or whatever with them? Because I find when I actually enjoy time with my kids, it's when I forget about everything else and I'm just present with them there. And I have a hard time with that when I'm home. Yeah. Um, it's hard, for sure. Um, it's easy to, like, throw on the TV, right? And like, hey, almost use it as a babysitter. As a babysitter. Hey, there are things I need to get done. I need to put these clothes away. I need to fold laundry. I need to do something. You know, like I said, do dishes. I'll turn on the TV. They'll be entertained, and I can go and do this stuff. Yeah, it's tell you what, it is hard. It's hard to put all that stuff down. Like, hey, we get our kids coming up to us all the time. Hey, Dad, can you play with me? Can you do this thing? And, yeah, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the compliment. I, I tried to, to say, yeah, let's, let's go do that. Let's, let's play. Um, the other day, our kids wanted to play Marble Run. Are you familiar with that? It's like where the, it's like the marble track. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. You know, I made an effort to, like, okay, yep, let's play. We built a really cool, tall track it was a lot of fun those are my good days it's hard though um on monday so it was uh new year's day uh, observed mm -hmm. um we wanted to do something fun with the kids but we were trying to clean the house there were things we wanted to do it was getting about three o'clock and i was like we need to do something with these kids it just snowed a bunch over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we they our kids have been asking to go sledding. We've pushed it off because as an adult, 
I hate being out in the snow. I hate doing, being cold I, and wet. Yeah, cold and wet. But I was like, nope, we're going to do it. We went sledding. We had a ton of fun. It, It's like a lot of things, right? Once you put in the effort to do it, rarely do you regret doing it. Right. Rarely do you say, oh, that was a waste of my time. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, the day after Christmas, so Monday, it's a rare uh, 26th where I'm off work. Mm -hmm. um, I'm my wife and I make a goal to put Christmas away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're going for it. We are getting Christmas put away. And my son got Legos for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I see him playing with them. And the first time, or trying to build the thing. Yeah. The first time I just pass right by him, right, as I'm putting stuff away. And the second time I looked at him and I could tell he's trying to figure out where to put this piece. And I made the conscious effort... To stop, sit, and build it with him. And it was hard for me because I'm a, I'm a checklist guy. Yeah, you want to complete the task. I want to check off one task before I move on to the next. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me knowing that there's tasks to do to interrupt everything and to spend free time with someone. But I did it. I sat down and we built it together. And it was so much fun. And with my middle son, he's a very quiet kid anyway. And so having him actually engage with me is mm -hmm. special to me. And we did that through this thing. And it just made me ponder on this even more. Like, why, why do I find it so hard to do this? Because when I do it, I feel great. Right. I think on some level it's hard to do... As human beings, a lot of us have a hard time transitioning to different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, like you said, we're doing a task, we're focused on that, and spur of the moment, it's sometimes hard for us to switch gears and, and do something else. I think one thing that would help, um, or has helped me, is just with a lot of changing behaviors... It's about routine uh, or habits and uh, making time for those events. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you got to do work, you come home, you got to make dinner. All right, how much time do you have before kids go to bed? You might have right. 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. You have dishes. You're like, okay, dishes need to get done. Well, the kids are going to go to bed at 8. Why don't you play with them for the hour and then dishes get done after. after. And it's just making those conscious decisions to set a routine. And, okay, from 6 to 7 we eat dinner. From 7 to 8 we, or, you know, from 7 to 7.30 we play games. We will get a board game. We'll do a game. And then get ready for bed or yeah. whatever. But it's almost like you have to block out those times you have to make the the conscious decision to to include that time Does that i make think sense? yeah i think you're right on um it's super hard in the spur of the moment when you're sure. like like you said you gave the example of your son as playing legos and you're busy cleaning up i might not have done that you know i might have just continued 
putting stuff away. Yeah. And then go, would have said, like, hey, why don't you wait until I'm done, and then I'll help you. Or something like that, right? Yeah. So, Now, good, one good thing, I, I think you're right. Because one thing I have started doing in the last six months, every month I have a date with one of my kids. Mm. And the other kids don't get to come. Those are great. Um, it's something that I've heard other people do, and I've been trying it out. And with my oldest, it's been fantastic. With my middle son, it's just kind of like hanging out like normal. He just wants to go do stuff. He's not really interested in talking a lot, but spending time together is great. Mm. Where it's been super beneficial is my daughter, my mm. youngest. Interesting. Because whenever she's home with me, she needs a lot of attention. But a lot of times I don't give her all of my attention. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, that's great. Here's your coloring book. Let me finish the dishes. It's, let me do this. I'm going to put on Paw Patrol so I can do this other thing or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. When I go somewhere with just her, I can give her 100% of my attention, and I don't care what we do. Mm. One time I asked her, what do you want to do? She wanted to walk around Costco. So guess what we did? Sounds like a great time. I held her hand, and we walked around Costco for an hour. And I got to tell you, my heart, my black, dark heart, almost exploded with the amount of love I felt for that little girl. Because she would let go of my hand, go play with something, and then come back and grab my hand and guide me somewhere else. And it was just amazing. Do you do you take kids to go do, like, errands and stuff with you? Um, you so my wife hates taking the kids to do errands. Okay. I don't mind it personally. So if you need to go to the store, do you take I, I don't mind taking a kid you? or two, um, but my wife will not. And so she has me watch the kids so she can go do errands most of the time. Gotcha. Although tomorrow we are going to hit up Ikea with the, while the boys are in school. I don't have work tomorrow. So my wife and I are going to go. We're going to try to build a mud room soon. There you go. Yeah. And we're going to take my daughter. I like doing that. So that's actually some time that I use to play or spend quality time with them as as quality of time as that can be while go running to the store. But I try to do fun things with them mm -hmm. while we're together. Um, get them a special treat sometimes, you know, uh, play some kind of game or make a game out of whatever task we're trying to do. Um, yeah, no, I, the one-on-one -on -one time for sure is, is beneficial. I think you're right, though. Taking... Taking the opportunity to put 100% of your attention on your kids, making the conscious choice to do it, right? It's got... It making the plan to do it is probably the only way it's going to happen for you. Yeah, me. if you don't do it, it won't happen. Yeah. Anyway. You're just hoping for those, you know, random times where you feel the gusto to... Yeah, I just see all kids. these... It's hard. All these dads on TV are throwing ball with their kids and have these meaningful chats. And I'm like, I can tell them to shut their mouths so I can finish, finish laundry or finish whatever. It, right. Anyway, let's move on to your topic. All right. So, Will, I wanted to talk about things that you are looking forward to in the new year. So, okay. example, maybe you have a trip planned. Mm. Maybe you have some, uh, not resolutions necessarily. It could be resolutions, but uh, 
podcast milestones and goals, you know? We're, we're going to hit 100 episodes here in That's a few exciting. Weeks. Yeah, I think it's exciting. Yeah. So Santa's even investing in the podcast now. Yeah, right? <laughs> we have some financial backing. Woo! From the North Pole. Um, yeah, so I want to talk to you. Do you have any anything that you're looking forward to in the new year? Yeah. So a couple things. Um we are going to go to California at some point during the summer and do Super Mario World or whatever. Ooh, at uh, Universal Studios. Yeah, that's opening this in like February. Mm-hmm. We'll hit it up in the summertime with 8 billion other people. I was going to say, <laughs> be prepared to have it be crazy busy. Ooh. But uh, the boys will be psyched outside their minds. Uh, so that'll I, be fun. I bet. Um, I am excited about hitting podcast number 100. We should do something special for 100. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk we'll think, about it. Yeah, we'll think about something. Maybe do it while eating ice cream. Yes. <laughs> um, something like that. Um, I do have a fitness goal. Okay. Um, I hate having weight loss goals because when I'm not succeeding, I get really frustrated. Mm-hmm. So instead, I'm starting with just a fitness goal. And I've hit it so far this year, these five days. Oh, excellent. I've gotten up at six, eaten a healthy breakfast, and worked out. Good. Great. So if I can do that Monday through Friday throughout the year, it will be a success. Um... Yeah, that's about it. My my folks are coming out in May, I think, um, to see my grandma. She's not doing super well. Okay, sorry so, to hear that. Yeah, she's ninety. Mm-hmm. It's as it's that time, uh, man. As you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, I've been talking about going to Nashville for years. Yeah. I am going to Nashville this year. Fun. Yeah. I'm already uh, laying the groundwork for it. I'm going. Good. Yeah. It's... Oh, I will say, if the, I'm, I already have everyone's buy-in in my family. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, if by some grace mm-hmm. the Bengals win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I am flying out with my family to Cincinnati for the parade. That's only if they win the Super Bowl. Okay. But that might be a once-in-ever experience. <laughs> Almost happened last year. <laughs> Almost happened last year. But if it does happen this year, we are going to fly to Cincinnati. We are going to go to that Super Bowl parade. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only if they win. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that's a, I feel like that is a good thing to tell yourself. Like, I was talking to somebody uh, last week about dreams. Like, what you say the word goals, but it sounds like like getting out of debt is a goal, you right? Know? What are some of your dreams that you have? And one of my dreams is going to Nashville. I know that's that's like a short term dream. It's mm-hmm. an easy, it's a low hanging fruit one, um, but that's a dream I have. For me, it's um, owning a cabin. Cabin is another one. That's that. It's funny that you mentioned that. That one is is. That's our long-term mm-hmm. goal or 
dream. When we retire, I want to sell my house, buy a tiny little condo, and then buy a cabin. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, agree 100%. Uh, I've talked about homesteading. I oh, would yeah. love to have a homestead. Uh, I would love to have space that I could have a cow or two, um, a goat, uh, a pig. Um, I would all, love to send my kids to your farm. So oh. they can learn to work hard? Oh, my goodness. I, I would love it. <laughs> I don't want to, like, a farm farm. No, no, no. You know, I don't just a little guy. Just a little thing. Um, Bunch of chickens. Yeah. Two cows, a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the horse. But, yes, I would love that. That's never going to happen either. Mm -hmm. um, just isn't in the carts. Right? You need a lot of space to go to... You'd have to move. Yeah, have to, I'd have to move and... We just have too much family here, and it's not going to happen anymore. I've heard it's easier to do in Arkansas because the state doesn't own the rainwater there. You can collect your own rainwater in Arkansas. There you go. Yeah. Whereas in Utah, you can't. The yeah, state not, owns it. You're not supposed to. Yeah. People still do. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's a dream I have. Um but yeah, so finding your dreams and going to the to the parade for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's One great. day, man. If they win. If they win, I want to go to the parade. Because it may be the only time in my life that the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it will have been the first time they've ever won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I, yeah what I a cool go. memory with my kids. Yeah. And then I can show them where I grew up and... We've, other stuff. we've talked about going on a cruise perhaps this year. Ooh. So uh, potentially, fingers crossed that that happens. It's one of my uh, favorite vacations is a cruise. I love mostly because of the food. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm you. You never see me on a cruise without not holding two ice cream cones, <laughs> one in each hand. Well, I like the food. I like the uh, shows that they have on board. Oh, yeah. And those are fun. It's great entertainment. Uh, it takes you to somewhere unique. Yeah, you can see a lot of places. Like a little bit of a lot of places. The right? only thing I don't like about the cruise mm. is the dinners are usually at the ends of the boats. And those do tend to sway mm. a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Makes me a little nervous. Uh, yeah, for our first cruise, we ate at the fancy, like, sit-down uh, cruise dinners. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, when we realized you had to pay for gratuity and all that stuff, like, nope, eating at the cafeteria for the oh, rest of the time. The one we went on, the dinner was included. And so... Yeah, the food is included, but you have to pay gratuity if you if it's us, uh -huh. if the waiters or whatever. So, secret... Grandma paid for the whole thing. Oh, well, that's a great... My wife's grandma. <laughs> yeah. She paid... Get it if you can. She paid for it. Anyway, uh, it, it was fun. It was great. And that was when we had all of our kids. When If it was just I and the wife... It, I would like might, to do it with just my wife and I. Yeah. That would be fantastic. So, there are some things I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is uh, on the horizon for this year. Uh, I'm looking forward to BYU being in the Big 12. Ooh. We Good. will get demolished. Oh, yeah. We're walking into a buzzsaw uh, for sure. <laughs> we barely beat SMU. I'm looking forward to that, too. 
But uh, it will be fun to see how we actually stack up. I just, I'm grateful that we're in. I'm assuming that we will be right there in the middle, like above Kansas football. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, us and Texas Tech will be like, and Houston. We'll be, We're gonna be buddies. Basketball, though. Oh, basketball is going to be brutal. Yeah, they're just a, brutal. Yes. Right now, if the NCAA tournament started today, nine teams from the Big 12 would be in. Uh, it's, it's a. <laughs> It's a murderer's row. It's, it's crazy. I keep using the term. It's a buzz song. Oh, my gosh. All right. But I am looking forward to a higher level of competition for BYU. Yeah. Well, uh, for those listening, email the show. Let us know what are some things you're looking forward to uh, in in this new year for you. What, yeah. what things do you have uh, planned and lined up? Uh, what dreams are you guys accomplishing? Please let us know if we sound better. Uh, what you think of the new setup? And Jeremy, don't forget your donut or whatever. Yeah, your pastry. You talk to Trevor, and I'll make sure he gets his money. Okay. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports, Screens, and Something Else. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. Be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen. If you want to contact the show, you can send an email to sssheshow at gmail.com. And join us next time on Sports, Screens, and Something Else.